It's 9 o'clock in time once again for The Way of the Cross. Here's Alvin Loggins. Good morning, radio friends. What a joy and a privilege it is once again to come to your place of listening with The Way of the Cross broadcast. This is a wonderful and blessed day for us as we endeavor to do the will of God, as we gather ourselves together around this Word of God, and we have the wonderful privilege to worship Him on this wonderful Lord's Day. I welcome you, and I hope and pray that the Lord will have something wonderful and special for you today. Please, just for a moment, call a friend or neighbor. Tell them that the Way of the Cross broadcast is on the air. Have them to join with us today as we worship again around the Word of God. Well, it's the Lord's Day, as I do from week to week. I encourage God's people to get up this morning and make their way to the Lord's house. I've been doing this for over 20 years. And, uh, neighbor, it'll, it'll make your life different. I'll assure you, your life will change in the house of God. Go to church if you're physically able, but pray for those that can't go and pray that God's will will be done. Go to church today and make a difference in your life. Well, it's prayer time again on the broadcast as we do from week to week. We go to the Lord in prayer at this time, and we always covet the prayers of all of God's people for the broadcast. We need the Lord's leadership. We need His help. We need God to take and watch over us, and His will be done. I don't want anything to be done in the flesh or because I want to do it or any other thing, but because God needs it done, and the Lord has called us to do that. And I need you to pray and pray hard for the broadcast. Please pray for the broadcast. I need you to continue to pray for Brother Mike. I understand he's going to go have them treatments, and please pray for him. I also heard about a cousin of mine. Uh, he was a lawyer up here in town, a Loggins feller, and uh, I forgot his name. I hadn't seen him in years, but I remember when he had the wreck, we went up and seed where it was at, and he lost his sight. And uh, pray for that family. Please continue to pray for my daughter-in-law, Kelly. She's uh, having a lot of hard problems. That COVID had really damaged her and worked on her. And uh, my son needs prayer. He's carrying a heavy load. But pray that God's will will be done. And there's other members in our family we need to pray for. And I want to speak of your family today. I don't know where your children may be or what might be the condition, a mother or dad, a home financial or, or sickness or trouble. I don't know, but we need to pray for one another. Please, you pray for my family. I'll pray for yours. And uh, remember the man of God today that the Lord will bless him. And I got several unspoken requests today that the Lord knows about. And I heard of another family losing a member of their family this week. I can't call the name, but I got a call to tell me that they had passed away and they had their funeral. 
We need to remember that funeral. God knows the name. He knows the conditions. And uh, we need to pray for him. I got another call that we need to pray for and, and some unspoken requests. Please pray for these and uh, remember the men of God and pray for these men of God that's come on before us, those that will come on after us. Please pray for Brother Mike in the station and remember us this day in the message. Now you join with us as we pray together and look to the throne of grace. Dear Heavenly Father, we bless thy holy name for being so wonderful and graceful to us this day. I bless thy holy name, dear Lord, that we have this wonderful moment that you've made possible for us to open up this Bible and let our heart speak today from heaven. Oh, God, may you come forth in all of your glory and might and speak to me today. Lord, I want to go away from here rejoicing. My hands lifted up, my heart moved and stirred. And you people out there, I pray that you'd take an encouragement. I pray that you'd take and move among their hearts and lives and do something wonderful for you people today. You're still on the throne. You're still our Savior. Lord, the prayer request, please, dear Lord, hear our prayer today and help you people, Lord. We gave our promise that we'd pray for them. And Lord, I pray for them today. And Heavenly Father, the, the holy message, I pray you'd come forth in all of your glory and bring forth your will. In Jesus' holy and blessed name, we do humbly pray. Amen and amen and amen. Now here's our song for the week, and we'll be right back to speak to you from the Word of God.
Isn't that wonderful? That precious song, Handfuls on Purpose. You know, God's got that for us today. I mean, just a handful of God's wonderful glory and His grace, His mercy, to cleanse our heart and our life and bring joy back into our hearts today. God can do that. For our scripture, I want us to turn to the book of Acts chapter 9. Now, here's what the Bible said. And Paul get breathing out threatening and slaughtering against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogue. And if you found any on that way, whether they be men or women, that he might bind them bound to Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell on the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, and said I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the prick. And he, and he trembled in astonishment and said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what shalt thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes, when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hands and brought him to Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither did he eat nor drink. Now, out of this wonderful prescription, scriptures today a something precious for all of God's children and uh, I want to notice maybe before I bring the message after Jesus's resurrection there was 12 times that he appeared and then the 13th time was on the road to Damascus he did it to Paul and uh, I want to speak on the title of the subject. I mean, neighbor, uh, traveling down the Damascus Road. I mean, uh, I'm 80 year old, and the travels of life, the steps of life, have took me to a lot of places. And I'm sure today, just like you're assured that uh, if you wrote your autobiography, that your footsteps would take you to some of the strangest place that you would not want to repeat and some that you would want to tell the world about. And as we look into the life of, of uh, Saul of Tarshish, maybe we'll find a little bit of ourselves in his life the changes that can be made on the Damascus Road. Oh, 
or how we need to be changed. I met a man a long time ago, bad condition, and uh, he left and uh, he gave the definition that uh, there's nothing in this world could ever help him. There's no course in life that he could turn, and there's no place he could go to, and he had given up on life, and I just wondered Sometimes did I give up on life. I remember the days, listen, the days when I didn't live for next week. I didn't live for next month, but I only lived for the next morning just to see what the next morning would bring. I didn't know. When I laid down at night, I didn't know what was waiting on me in the next day. I'm sure that there's thousands of people like that today. I'm sure that these Christians have got down to the place to the lower part of life and they don't know what's going to happen the next day. I'm sure that Saul never had this on his mind. He knew about the next day and the next day after that. He, he, was, he was on his way to a, a journey of religion. And religion will take you down a road That'll take you to sorrow and weeping and tears. Paul gave his definition of his life before that he was saved. And God help us, how many of us have the testimony that uh, Paul had when he, when he gave it about, about his conversion. And even his old name was Saul. Down this Damascus road, here, here goes a man with uh, bitterness, hate in his heart. He was looking for those that messed up his life, messed up what he believed and what he thought and how, th how he thought, how right he was. And how many in this country today have the same thoughts of how many right, how many think that they're right and what they're doing is still right. Paul, Saul was in that condition. But there is a scripture in the word of God. There was a time the Bible said that God winked at this ignorance of man. But now he has commanded that all men repent. There's repentance that comes in a person's life. They were when they walked down the Damascus road to meet the Lord. Oh, oh, what a wonderful day and a blessed day that was for the Apostle Paul. And I'm saying this, that uh, that was a wonderful and blessed day for Alvin Longins, and not only Alvin Longins, but his whole family and many, many others was affected and have been affected and still being affected by that moment that God, I met him in my, my conditions. And God, uh, God came down and uh, changed my heart and life. I was born into God's family. God's got to knock the wind out of you sometime to let you know who you are, to let you know who he is. I mean, we can say a lot of things about ourselves. 
and we can talk a lot of things about ourselves, but only the Lord can really show you what you really are. And some of the most painful nights I have in my life is to remember some of the footsteps that I've walked. Lord only knows that I've walked down this road that Paul rode on. And he walked it down with boldness. He brought it down with assurance. But God had him in his hand. And God told him where he was wrong. The person of the scripture, sometimes life, has a, a, a unique exposure to our life in repentance and to ourselves. The life of a person may be emphasized, emphasis on life itself, and another doesn't mean too much in anything. Saul. And he saw if there was any comparison in the life of others as we look into the life of Paul. Now, Saul, listen, I must get this in the message today. I got to get it in. It's very important to our life, my life, and your life. Saul was high, his name was high and lifted up. That was what is translated. He was a Roman citizen. I mean, of Tarsha. And he was brought up under the rabbi Gamalit, if I pronounce that right. Notice, notice, neighbor, he had the finest training in the scripture of the Old Testament that any man could have. He had ever translation, and he had ever, he had the greatest teachers and uh, some said that he, he possibly could have been one of the members of the Sanhedrin. I, this I don't know. I haven't found that in the scripture, but that is hearsay. But I know this much. Any member of the Sanhedrin had to know the first five books of Moses by heart. And neighbor, neighbor, that, that's more than I could do today. But that, that's how dedicated they were. I mean, neighbor, to the temple and to the Old Testament, and to the priests, and to all the things that they did. He had the right training. And he also had, his, had the right treasure. Paul was, was a wealthy person. In studying the scriptures and finding out about his life, as we went through the life of Paul, I found out that he ended up making tents. He had done took his treasure to give it all to God. But he was a wealthy man. And then uh, he had talent. Paul had the, had the scriptures in his hand, and he knew what he was talking about. Neighbor, not only his name, but notice his life. He was set on a destination that, that would give him a new way to worship. He was going to build a name for himself. I mean, neighbor, he was, he was going to, he was going after the Christians, the women and the men, makes no difference who it was. He was going to bring them back by the droves. And no doubt he had, a, he, had, he had officials with him probably on that journey to take because the two men with him, they were probably guards or, or some kind of authority. 
to uh, bring them all back. He was going to march back into the Jerusalem in the temple, and he was going to bring these these people that worship the Lord Jesus. And his, his life, it was going to be exalted by, by what he did. But then I want you to notice, notice that I must hurry. i got to skip over a little bit. The person of the scripture, and then the person appeared to the, this, the person appearance to the Savior in the scripture. I'm sorry. There's tears come in my eyes, tears of joy. I got the joy this morning. In chapter, in verse 3 through 9, these things are so bad, and it seems that all hope is gone. There's nothing wonderful happens like the day that we are living in. It won't be long till we, he will appear with all of his glory. Notice, there's the light, verse 3. And as he journeyed, he came to Damascus, and suddenly there round about him was a light from heaven. Now, neighbor, when I got saved, I really didn't see a physical light. The sun didn't break through a window on me or nothing else. But I tell you where the light came through, came through. The light came through and told me what I was and told me how bad a shape I was in. It God convicted me and I, I was so low I was so low. I was so down and out that only death death could help me. God God beat me down. And then uh, neighbor, that light got from God, I mean, from the Lord Jesus, broke through into my heart and brought forth repentance. And I said, Lord, there ain't nothing left, but if you can have, you can have what's left if you want it. And there's a different kind of light in everybody's life, but Paul had the light shined on him. And sometimes God has to make it brighter. He shines his light on many people. And then there was a voice, and he fell to the earth as he heard the voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuteth thou me? Now the Lord didn't speak to me in that voice, but he did speak to my heart. Only God could open my eyes and told me my need was the Lord, that I had hope in him. And uh, neighbor, listen, but I've heard his voice. I didn't know exactly all about heaven and the word of God, but sitting under a great man of God like Brother Edgar Thomas and others, neighbor, I've learned God has spoken to me down through the years so many ways and wonderful ways. God has spoken me spoken to me through the men of God. I could see I could see the lights of God. I'm Brother Edgar almost take you hand in hand. And walk ye into the portals of heaven or the portals of hell. Brother Edgar could do that. I see the glory of the Lord Jesus through the men of God that brought him forth out of the word of God. And that's where you can find him. You can hear his voice speak when the scripture is, is given. 
And then the Lord, verse 5, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, And uh, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the prayer. And brother, let me tell you something. This whole world is a kicking against God now and kicking against the church. But maybe they'll go, go nowhere. They're going to find out where the steel wall ends, where it's where it stops. And neighbor, what they're doing means nothing to God. God hurts because that they're destroying their soul and their life. But it won't stop the Lord and God's people. God's people and his church is going to be delivered as sure as my name is what it is. I've been down the Damascus Road, and I see the personal appearance of the Savior through the scripture of the word of God and through my heart and through my soul today. Then the change, verse 6, and he trembled and was astonished and said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? The Lord said unto him, Ride and go into the city, and it shall be told thee. Now, I, I, I got I to gotta speak a little bit right here. I mean, uh, he was astonished, and uh, as the Lord spoke to him, there was something taking place. Neighbor, I've been in count meetings at the church, them great, wonderful men of God. And so help me, I'd get so scared I'd lose my breath when I first got saved and got in the church. And there'd been a few times I run out of the church. I didn't understand and I, that my pace was just beating me up, and it'll do that. Your pace will really cut you up. But God in his love and his mercy brought peace and mercy to me, and he'll do that for you today. And then uh, those that could not hear, there, was seven or six, there were two people. They could hear the voice, but they couldn't see. And that's the way of the world today. They can hear many voices speaking, but they cannot see. God, God has uh, has made it possible for his people to hear and to see. And uh, under God's mercy and grace, Saul got changed. And under his mercy and grace, I got changed. And you can get changed today. God can change you. Listen. Paul started right. Paul's love was right. Paul's light was right. And Paul's Lord was right. Where are you at today if the Lord was to call your name? You need to get saved. You need to let the Lord come forth today and let him take and uh, call you and let him save you by his grace. My time's gone. My day is spent. May the Lord Jesus keep you and save you and bless you is our prayer in his name until next week. Amen and amen and amen. Just a widow, though as gave command so kind.
7.5 Glory FM, your family radio station in North